Friday, everyone. I'm your host for the episode, Cassidy. And I am your sick co-host, Kyle. And this is is Date Date Night. Night. If you're new here, what we do is we go out, have ourselves a little date night, and watch a movie. And today's pick was my pick. And it's a little different because we watched it at home. We didn't go to the movies. What are we talking about today? I'm so excited. I don't know. know. Well, it's just different (laughs) because we didn't go to the movies. This is a movie that has... It's a sequel. Mm Mm-hmm. To another movie that came out a few years ago. And so last night we actually watched both movies. Yeah, so it is going to be a little different because we're going to be doing a little so bit of So we can do a little bit of comparison. Night. Yeah. We watched Book Club. <laughs> the next chapter. The next chapter. And the Book Club, I guess. Yeah, we did watch both of them. We watched both. Cass, can I ask you a question? Yes. Why uh, Why did you pick this movie, the next chapter? Why did I pick it? Yeah. Well, I was going through and I was like, oh, I want to see this movie. And Kyle's like, I'm not going to lie to you. I already saw it. <laughs> so I was sick. And the other day I watched it because I was sick. And that's the only time I'm actually going to watch this movie is if I'm like down and out. Mm-hmm. And I was down and out. So that's when I watched it. I didn't realize you watched it like that. I watched it like two days ago. Close ago. Mm-hmm. Close ago. Is that even a <laughs> phrase? You just made it a phrase, girlfriend. Made it up. Anyway. Yeah, we saw we watched Book Club last night and then proceeded to watch Book Club the next chapter. But that was my punishment because when you found out I had watched the Book Club the next chapter, yeah. you were like, I'm, ref- I'm making you refresh everything. We're watching the first one and then I'm immediately going to make you watch the second one again. Yeah. yeah. Oy vey. So this, this episode's mo- it's mostly going to cover the next chapter, but mm-hmm. we're going to kind of do some comparison between the second one and the first one. Yeah. So. Can I say something, too? That I think I might have been a little influenced to like the first one more because I had your delicious homemade guac. <laughs> so I was just like, I could watch anything right now. I could watch paint dry and I would be in love with it. <laughs> so maybe I'm a little biased towards the first one. But, you know, it was if it is, it's because of the guac. Yes. And excuse me, it's early. It is early. It is. It is well early for us. I guess it's ten forty one in the morning. We've been up for a while. It just takes us a little bit. To I take get hours yeah. to wake up. Yeah, hours. But you know, we're getting it done this morning, and you know, this the movie that we're gonna cover. It's set in Italy. Yes, it is. And these book club, obviously, the the ladies love to drink wine at their book club meetings. Oh, baby, do they? So Kyle has me drinking. Wine. It's one o'clock, baby. Clink those glasses. Ten forty one in the morning. <laughs> ah, delicious. It's a nice light wine. It's a rosé, but still, it's ten forty. But it's yeah. a Saturday. It's, it's a, a Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. We're feeling frisky. We're feeling wild. We're feeling free. See, the thing is, like, I wake up as soon as my eyes open. I am up. Like, I am at full peak energy. And then Cass will wake up, and it takes her about forty minutes just to like really get out of bed not even get out of bed just like roll over and get her phone (laughs) (laughs) yes but i actually want to make an announcement before we move on i'm not stepping on your toes here i hope but Cass and i are going to be going on vacation soon so we're going to be pumping out a lot of episodes now so when we're on vacation we don't have to worry about it so let's hope there's no big crazy thing that happens in society over the next like three weeks because we won't be talking about it no so i just want to give you guys a heads up that if you're like hey an asteroid's coming towards Earth. Why aren't they talking about it? It's because we pre-recorded yeah. these, like, three weeks in advance. Yeah, and we're also, we're not just going on vacation. We're moving. Well, we're going on, well, yes, <laughs> we're going on vacation for two weeks. We're going camping. Yes. Not for two weeks, but we're going camping. We're going to visit home, friends, and then we're moving to New Hampshire from Virginia. Yes, so with my career travel nursing, we stay somewhere for about three months. Usually this place, we actually stayed for six months. Yep. 
But yeah, we're packing everything up and we're, we're moving. So the next time you hear a new episode from yeah. us. It'll be in the Shire. We'll be filming in New Hampshire. Yep. In New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> so I just had to say that before we really jump into anything. Cass, uh, I'm sorry to, you know, do that. So I'll go back and give you the give you the host duties now. All right. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to read the synopsis of Book Club, the next chapter. And I want you to tell me if you think it sums up the movie or not. Okay. So we're just going to read the synopsis for the next chapter? Yeah. Okay, cool. Mine's probably different than yours. Yeah, go ahead. All right. It follows the new journey of four best friends as they take their book club to Italy for the fun girls trip they never had. Do you want to know what my synopsis is? Yeah. Four best friends take their book club to Italy for the fun trip, for the fun girls trip they never had. There's a second sentence though. (laughs) When things go off the rails and secrets are revealed, their relaxing vacation turns into a once in a lifetime cross country adventure. I disagree wholeheartedly with that. I'm trying sentence. to think of what secrets. That's what I'm saying. Be. Yeah. There's no secrets. Like whose big secret is revealed? I guess that they were planning. Oh, that, yeah. I but guess. I wouldn't call that a secret. It's more of it's a, a surprise. surprise. There's no secret here. And I guess you could say maybe, um, what's her name? Carol's weird thing with Gianni, but that wasn't like a secret. She openly told them. Yeah. Gianni I and I used to hook Johnny. up. No, I think it was Gianni, wasn't it? Chef Gianni. Oh, you're right. But yeah, so I disagree wholeheartedly. Like, they never should have added that second sentence. Yeah. The first sentence is is suffice. And it's not just a fun girls trip. It's a bachelorette. Yeah, it's not even just a fun girls trip. This is a bachelorette party. One of these bitches is getting married. Yes. So before, I just want to say my first um, experience with this movie, mainly because I have seen it before. And uh, yeah, I was sick. And I literally was like, what is on Peacock? They always have something new coming on. And I got on there and Cass knows. That I swore I would not watch this movie. I was like, up and down, I'm not watching this, I don't want to. I ended up watching it. I don't even know why. Oh, she's making a face, she just drank some wine, she's not liking it. But, I just did, and yeah, I mean, maybe it was because I was sick, but I did not enjoy this as much as you probably did. (laughs) But, that was my first experience with it. And thank God Peacock doesn't have commercials in the middle of their movies. Yeah. Because they have them at the beginning, thankfully. They put 180 seconds of commercials at the beginning. And nothing kills me more than when I'm watching a movie on, like, Hulu. Oh, and you just And a fucking trailer comes in, and I'm losing all momentum. Like, mm-hmm. there's a reason that movies are two hours long. And it's because you gotta, like, sit through the whole thing. You can't be taking breaks. So I will give Peacock that. Peacock did do a good job of, like, not putting commercials in the middle of the movie, thankfully. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so this movie, the first one is pretty much about... These four friends that have been friends for 50 years. Yeah. And if not longer. they've had a book club ever since. Yeah. Where they meet every month and they talk about the book. No matter what. No matter where anyone is in life, they meet every month to talk about the book they're reading. Yep. Jane Fonda's character. It's her turn to bring the book. Her name is Vivian. And she brings Fifty Shades of Grey. That's her choice for book club. And so they read that. And then the first movie is pretty much about all of these women, like, Re ex- like refinding themselves, finding themselves again, and exploring sex again. So that's what the first movie is pretty much about. Yeah. The second movie is more about they've they've rediscovered themselves. They've found themselves. Vivian isn't gets engaged, and she's someone she's never been married. She's what in her seventies. Yeah, something like that. 
In real life, she's in her 80s. But she's in the movie, though. she's in her 70s. She looks amazing. But she gets engaged, and she's someone that has never been married, never thought she'd be married, never wanted to be someone's wife. But she finds the one that she is willing to do that for, and her friends decide to go on an Italian vacation with her for her bachelorette party, which is something they've been talking about doing since they were young, young adults. When uh, Diane gets pregnant was the reason they couldn't go, and one of the characters finds those tickets they actually bought but couldn't go because Diane was pregnant. Yeah. Which is weird. Like, you bought the tickets. Why wouldn't you just go? Mm-hmm. I'd be like, sorry, man. That sucks. Yeah. But, like, I'm leaving. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's just kind of each of them has their own, like, individual storyline. But then yeah. it all they all come <clears throat> together to, like, talk about it. I want to say that the tagline for the first book club is, the hornier, the better. And that makes a lot of sense in the first <laughs> one, to be honest. Reading Fifty Shades of Grey and... um, That the whole thing is basically about rediscovering sex, essentially, in an old age. Yeah. The hornier, the better. Mm-hmm. And then the next one, yeah, they found they found what they want to do with the rest of their lives. Who they want to do with who? the rest yeah, of their lives? Yeah, I was say who they want to do for the rest of their lives <laughs> is probably more accurate. <laughs> um, but yeah, like so, I just mentioned how they all have their own story. I want to know whose story is your favorite. So who? Which was my favorite story? From am I talking like both films or just like the second one? Or do you want like a quick answer for both? Maybe sure. Quicker answer for both because I feel like their stories are kind of somewhat continued in the second movie. I would definitely say that in the first movie, at least, it's Carol and Bruce. Because Carol and Bruce, they just. She wants to fuck. Carol wants to fuck. She's <laughs> in love with Bruce. They're married. They've been married for what? 60, 50 years, they say, or something like that? Mm-hmm. And apparently they used to, like, could not And they, they could not keep their hands off each other. They literally were like rabbits. And then at one point, Carol makes the joke that, yeah, rabbits if they took Benadryl. Um. <laughs> But I like that story because their whole issue is just communication. Mm-hmm. Just fucking communicate with each other, man. He doesn't want to have sex. He's like, every time she brings it up, he's just like ignoring it. All the innuendos, he's just not having it. But it's because he's scared of the future. Mm-hmm. Because he's just retired and he's like, I'm looking at my life and I'm starting over and it's just scary to me and I'm scared and I don't want you to know I'm scared. Mm-hmm. This all comes to a head mainly because Carol, what, puts Viagra in his beer and he's like, why'd you do that to me? Because he's yeah. just got like a hard on and like yeah. walking around in public with it. But Gets pulled over the, by the police. Oh, female with, cop. With like like, yeah. It's funny. But their story is like, in my opinion, just the most <laughs> entertaining because it's it feels more realistic than all the other ones, in my opinion. Mm. Like this couple just wants to fuck, but they can't communicate to each other to figure out what the issue is. Mm-hmm. It's been six months. And they just, like, won't communicate. She won't just simply say, why haven't we had sex? And he simply won't say, this is why we're not having sex. Which, if you just open up and say those things, I feel like everything would flow. And towards the end of the movie, the floodgates open. He realizes, hey, I can't be scared for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And there you go. In the second one, I don't really like any of their stories. I couldn't give a shit less about any of them. I really couldn't. But if gun to my head I had to pick, I would say Carol and Bruce. Mainly because... Now, Carol's the one that's scared because Bruce has a heart attack and she's terrified and she wants to live her life, but she doesn't want to live her life knowing her husband could die at any minute. So she's got to cope with that and figure out how to basically like get over that. And to me, I I think that is probably the most compelling because it's one that has an emotional core, whereas the rest of these is just like slapstick together. Uh It feels like someone took the first story and then just duct taped certain pieces together and were like, yeah, this will make a good sequel. Mm. It's like, no. This is just, there's no need. So Bruce and Carol, to me, I guess I would say is like the most fun in the sequel. So you want to know mine? Well, yeah, obviously. Okay. So 
What if I said no? What would you do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so mine, my favorite story in the first movie is Diane. Yeah. Diane, played by Diane Keaton. Love when a character, I love when actors play characters with their same name. I love <laughs> it. It brings me nothing but great joy. Yep. And she's just a big, awkward goofball. She is. She's the one you even mentioned. You're like, to me, she's the one that stands out the like most. She's the yeah. weirdest one in this group. Yeah. And I couldn't agree more. <laughs> Could not agree more. She's odd in yep. the rest of these. But her, her storyline, as far as like, her husband has passed. Yep. A year ago. Mm-hmm. Was it a year ago? I couldn't figure that out. It was Did a year. they say that? Okay, I must have missed that. And her daughters are trying to get her to move to Arizona. They currently She currently lives in California with all of her friends. And they want her to move to Arizona because they think she's she's dying. Yeah. They literally, they think, literally think she's too think old to do she's anything. She's too old to live by herself. She needs to be supervised. They built an apartment in their basement. With slip with slip-resistant slip floors for this woman, who clearly still has many a years left. Oh my god, yeah. And so on her first trip to Arizona to see her, her daughters, she's sitting next to this hunky man mm. <laughs> named Mitchell. Fucking Mitchell, dude. And she goes to get into her seat, and Mitchell's asleep, and she goes to step over him, and she just pretty much ends up straddling him. Yeah. And it's just like, why would you step over this stranger? Like, but also, why are you sleeping while people are still boarding? Both if people you're are in being the middle weird. seat yeah. here, yeah. like, someone's gonna have to crawl over you. But anyway, they have a little meat cute, as we like to call it. Mm-hmm. It really is. <laughs> and she pretty much is telling him how she, like, hates planes, hates flying. And then she comes to find out he's a pilot. Mm-hmm. And their just relationship is just really cute because it's. It's almost, like, young and cute. Yeah, because she's starting over. Yeah. She's starting over, and their relationship just feels, like, very, like, just, like, freeing and fun for her. And I love it. Yeah, well, she's... Like, I love, like, she's, like, sneaking around from her daughters with him, and, like... Because they're treating her like she's, like, a child. Or, like, an an old person that's about to die, and she's just clearly not. But she keeps giving in to them. Mm -hmm. She's like, yeah, you're right. But it's like, your life is so far from over, lady. What the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. Your husband died, not you. But it, yeah, it just feels like it's been a long time since she's been wooed. Like, she was in a stable relationship and was well, married the man she for loved years. Very much. That she loved for yeah, years. Yeah. But, like, they'd been together since she was, like, a teenager. Mm-hmm. And so... As she said, she was pregnant on her wedding day. Like, she... they. Really got married because she was, like, pregnant. Yeah. But she did love him. Yeah. But it wasn't, like, the woo kind of, like powerful romance or it makes you like weak in the knees you know what i mean yeah and that's what it seems like this was like she was just giddy yeah she was giddy with this you were giddy i was giddy with you were giddy they are adorable and mitchell is suave okay so mitchell drops one line where diane goes oh this was the best kiss of my life and he goes for now or something like that and Cass literally went oh and i was like hey 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 Hey, stop it. That is an old man, goddammit. <laughs> so now I gotta start stealing these lines from some old dude to woo my girlfriend. He's just suave, and he, like, treats her like she's, like, royalty, and, like, just makes her, like, open up and, like, be free, like, taking her in the air, his little airplane, you hanging out what? in the pool on a swan float. Does it kind of remind you of, like, a polite version of Fifty Shades of Grey, where this guy's, like, showing her... This world that she didn't know existed, but in a non-sexual, sexual or like dominatrix yeah, kind of a little way, because she's like, 
kind of in her own little bubble, being protected and everything. And then she meets this guy and he's mm-hmm. like, let me show you my world. And it's like freedom. Mm-hmm. And I think at one point, doesn't she look down and see the book says Fifty Shades Freed? Oh, no, that's Judge. Judge Judge does that. Yeah. That's when she's like on her computer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But I just feel like there's a correlation because they're reading Fifty Shades of Grey. And this guy who's sort of like a polite Christian Grey shows up and is like, let me show you that you still have so much life left. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I do like that. And I must say, like, that bleeds over into the second one. They're also my favorite relationship in the second one. See, it makes sense that we both pick the same ones because... In my opinion, those are the two strongest stories in the first movie and the strongest stories yeah, in the second movie. Yeah, and like you want to see where they where they end up, where they're going. Yeah. I will say I think that the second movie has less They show focus. less of the boys. Right. But they also have less focus on anything other than just like, look at these girls having fun. Yeah. There's no like narrative or like themes, not nearly as much as in the first one at least, to me that loses a lot of its magic. So... You're kind of we're kind of basing these off of the relationships from the first one. I feel like yeah, and why we like this much in the second do, one. You do see less of their relationships. So the much one. less. It's most of their conversations and interactions are on the phone, and it's like two seconds. Yeah, my 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 opinion may be swayed based on Mitchell's house. Like, I want to live there. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I mean, his house was. I look. I don't like the guy mainly because he's trying to steal my girlfriend, and for that, it's uh, it's comeuppance. Oh, his house is just so romantic, though. But his house is gorgeous. I'll give the man that. He's <laughs> suave, man. He is. He's smooth. That's why I hate him. It's just I so, hate him because like, he's handsome and he's smooth. Italian, Tuscan, just romantic. He's vibes. got this. He's got the. But he's got a powerful. He's got a powerful but gentle aura. Like he's a strong, capable man, but he's not gonna make you do anything you don't want to do, mm-hmm. and he just wants you to enjoy life. Yeah. Not ever did it feel like, like with Bruce. You could tell Bruce was kind of angry. Mm-hmm. And I would even say with Arthur, who ends up with Vivian, I wouldn't say he's angry, but he's definitely like, I've missed out on so much. He's got this like frantic little boy energy where Mitchell to me is the only one that's like, listen, we're old and we have very little time left. And I want you to be able to enjoy that time that you have left. Yeah. And I want you to enjoy it with me. Yeah. Whereas to me, it felt like, and, and, and Judge's story just doesn't. I mean, I Judge love never Judge, has a relationship. She doesn't have a relationship, exactly. So it's not like I can compare her relationship to anything. No. I will say I think she's the most mature out of all the women. She's, like, the most mature in the sense that she's more forgiving of the people around her. And tough love. Yeah. She's the one that, even in the second one, they're like... She says, give me my tough love. They're all going around giving each other yeah. tough love. And they're like, Judge, you got your shit together. We have no tough love for yeah, you. Yeah, they're like, and you're to just me, living it. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> and to me, that makes the most sense. Yep. Um, but anyway, so we talked about your um, fave storyline. Mm-hmm. Would you say that's your favorite couple as well? I would well? not. Oh. Only because my favorite couple would probably be Diane and Mitchell. Oh, yes. Because there's that fun attraction there where they're just yeah. like... be Like, she's being swept off her feet and you're just kind of along for the ride and you are enjoying it because, she, like, her daughters treat her with kitty gloves. And you feel so sad for her. Her so daughters treat her like she's in hospice. Yeah, actually. Like, they, she drives to one of their houses from her, like... like should you be driving? From the, yeah, from the airport. One of them says, Mom, you shouldn't be driving. You could have killed someone. Yeah. And it's like, what are you taught? When What woman are you looking at? Right. Because, like, she's... she's not that not decrepit. See, what, right? Like, she's completely fine. She looks 10, 15 years younger than she actually is, for mm-hmm. Christ's sake. Leave that she's woman alone. She's stylish. She dresses herself well. So I think seeing her and Mitchell kind of... Her come unglued or not unglued that's a horrible saying but like free like just free mm-hmm. her becoming more herself again she lost her husband spent her whole life as a homemaker and now she's just lost she's flapping in the wind 
this guy who I will say that's kind of stereotypical. There's this manic pixie dream boy comes along and shows her there's more to life. But at least it's done in a way that makes you feel like she's doing it on her own accord. Mm-hmm. And not like this guy being like, come with me. He's just like, listen, you're an adult. Make your decision for yourself. I'm not going to hold your hand. And then she's like, I want to be with you. And yeah. I like that. Yeah. Because she finally gives it to her daughters and grows up. And it's mm-hmm. nice to see that. Whereas Bruce and Carol, I love that relationship and their storyline because it's the most intriguing because there's a lot there. But they're not my favorite. I will say he's a big gesture guy and she's a big gesture girl. So I like that. But I think I think Mitchell and Diane have the most fun. Yeah. So I agree with that. Like Mitchell and Diane's relationship, like to, on the surface, is very much my favorite. Yes. Because they're just having it's a good fun. Way to put it, actually. It's passionate. It's spicy. Like it's new, she's it's just fresh. living her life. Mm-hmm. But I must say, I have definitely have a soft spot for Carol and Bruce. We're flip flopping here. I love it. We're just flip flopping my favorite storyline. I story do. Line. I have a soft spot for <laughs> Carol and Bruce because with their storyline, you see like their relationship is it's comfortable. They're comfortable with each other. They're like set in their ways but in each movie at the very end bruce makes this big romantic gesture and it's like it just shows you like their love is still so alive yeah and he still loves her so much almost so much to the point where like he doesn't like they don't feel like they have to like do as much right like they're comfortable their relationship is comfortable at one point and that's honestly like for Mitchell and Diane, like, yes, this is fun, but she's had her comfortable relationship. Yeah. This is an, an, like, and she makes that very clear. Like, her. we're boyfriend, girlfriend, it'll never be anything more than that. Right. Like, even and that like, feels silly to say. It's like, it's just something fun for her. Yeah. I mean, I think they'll be together for like the rest yeah, of yeah, their yeah, time yeah. alive. Yeah. But like, as far as having like that deep, lifelong homey, connection, lifelong connection like you see that with bruce and carol and both freaking movies when bruce did his big romantic gesture i cried you did cry during the, i actually wiped tears off your face because you couldn't uh, during the first one it's you just like spicy fingers you see like they're struggling with like just like normal things that like married people that have been together for so long struggle with chemistry like, just chemistry, keeping it alive keeping it alive it t- couldn't get a little bit boring they're clearly very in love with each other it's just that they don't communicate enough yeah but when he does those big romantic gestures, like it just shows, mm-hmm. which I I'm I do hate like I love big romantic gestures. You're a gesture girly. I am, but in the same moment, like little things are good too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like Bruce somewhat lacks the 100%. little things and yeah. like the little ways to show Carol that he loves her. That's still. where Mitchell exceeds. And that's, that's where, where Arthur exceeds too. They yes. both exceed in that level a lot where right Bruce like fails. the little comments and like the little things that he does they'll do for you and the little things they say bruce doesn't do that you know it's a prime example of that when they text mitchell the photo of diane in the dress and he says wow that is beautiful and the dress isn't half bad itself yeah it's like okay that's cute bruce would never no <laughs> but he does like, this bruce huge is gesture just not like a sensitive sweet like suave guy he doesn't know what to say yeah and so it gets to these points where like carol's like ah, i'm so frustrated like i'm so like I don't know, like, what's going on with him. And then he does these big gestures, and it's like, oh, he, he still loves me, we're still in love. Right. But it's like, but the first one you is... don't want to have to feel like that until right. that big gesture. Like, you should feel the love from him. Like, But I will say that the first one, that's definitely the case. Mm-hmm. Because he's scared, he doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. But in the sequel, I'll say that it's her problem. And they even come out and say that, too. They're like, the problem is you. Yeah. He She doesn't allow him to do anything. She, they call her the warden, because he had a heart attack. And she is terrified that he's going to die. Mm-hmm. So she puts the kibosh on anything. 
oh, you can't go golfing. You can't have bacon. You can't have cookies. And there's a place for that. And that is like amazing that she would be willing to do all those things. But at the same time, he's not living his best life. Mm -hmm. And it's because of her. Yeah. So when she leaves, he does all these things and it's pissing her off. But it's because, dude, when the warden's away, the inmates play. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think that's sort of fair for him. But it's because it's out of a place of love. Yeah. So he's frustrated because he can't do anything because she won't let him. But she won't let him do anything because she loves him and wants to keep him around for as long as she yeah, can. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like she Again, wants him communication. to be there. She doesn't want to lose him. But in the in while she's being so protective and so like overbearing with him, she's starting to lose like the that, lust the, and the, the romance with him yeah. because she's treating him like he's breakable. Right. And then at the end when he shows up and he's like, "Let me knead your dough," because they were they had that inside joke going on because of the uh, the uh, Gianni mm-hmm. and. Uh, when he says that, it's like, see, he just wants to, he wants to still live his life with you. He just wants to not look at you as like his parent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> him what to do. But um, that's your favorite relationship out of all of them. Y- yes. I think I may have just talked myself out of it though. <laughs> <laughs> but like his big gestures were huge, but then I was realizing like he has to do the big gestures because he's, he's failing the rest of the time. Right. Yeah. So you'd say Diana Mitchell. This yeah. Diana. <laughs> <laughs> you talked yourself out of it. It's so funny. But I do love his big gestures. They're the only thing that made me cry. Judge doesn't really have an ongoing relationship through any of them. It's mm-hmm. very like hook up and leave, hook up and leave, hook up and leave kind of thing. And I feel like Vivian's is so freaking selfish. Vivian's is annoying. I don't she's like annoying. hers. Yeah, I don't like, like hers. Like she's annoying. Yeah. Like I don't get like at the end of this movie, spoiler alert, she ends up not marrying the man she's engaged to and they just yeah. did a bachelorette party she for pretty him. much says i love you so much i can't marry you because like i was going to but on this trip i came to the realization that like i just can't do that to myself yeah and then the husband's like you were like this ring a perfect circle unto itself and you know what if you have a second ring attached roll. to you you couldn't roll on your own and it's like then it's why the fuck did we dumb. do all of this shit like ma'am you're 70 something years old and she's worried about like being caged in by this man who has never once done that to her right and she worries like by having the title of a wife that she's now a caged animal and he never even actually proposed to her they were outside of a fucking ring shop a jewelry shop and she said when are you gonna propose yeah like it was, and he was like, like her idea and he was like oh i don't know if she says well if not now then when because i won't know what i won't know how i feel about you in 50 plus years so they go in to get a ring it's like this seems like it was your idea and yeah. he's just going along with it and so she i feel like I feel bad for her guy, Arthur. I feel bad for him because he is just so struck by her and so in love with her that he just doesn't care which way he has her if he has her. He just wants to have her in any way he can. And she's just so selfish. Yeah. Like, this man has loved you for years. Like Proposed to her when he was 20. Yeah. Over a milkshake. He's loved you for years and he's just, like, accepted you for who you are and you're walking all over that. And in the first one, you can kind of get a sense of why. She's scared. Oh, my God. I've spent my whole life being, like... Well, no, but... Uh, because she doesn't want to get her heart broke. She's like, I've slept with so many men and, like, left them because I don't want my heart to break and blah, 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 blah. But, like, but, like he's ne- in love with you in the sequel. What are you doing? Right. And we also never, like, why is she so afraid of her heart? Right. We never get the storyline of, like, what happened. What happened to make her The only thing that we hear is, like, her and Arthur didn't work out. So clearly, like... Because she said no to him. Right. So clearly the only thing that ever, like, made her afraid to be in a relationship is when her and Arthur didn't get into a relationship. And now you're in a relationship with him. So why are you still afraid? Right. She's You're, annoying. Yeah, I, I and honestly, the fact that she's the main focus of the... Because that's the thing that sucks too about the sequel is that she and her relationship are the main focus. Yeah. And it's so... 
lackluster. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the ending and you're like, we did all this trip, went through all these shenanigans, got arrested by the Italian police. For what? Diane to get engaged? Or to get married? married. That was, I didn't give a shit. Because the whole movie, we're invested in Vivian and her search. And you kind of, like, get that idea through the, like, as, like, you realize that after you've seen it, like, you can tell very early on that something's going to happen with Diane. Oh, for sure. Because they find her that literal, her identity in a wedding dress. Yeah. And it's just like, what for? Right. Don't know anymore. Um, I do think, dude, and that's what sucks, is this movie is so predictable, too, and every turn you're just like... I was predicting it, and I am not... I don't usually... You're not a predictor, girly. You don't predict things. You don't, like, call plots out. The whole movie, you're like, this is gonna happen. I was like, damn, this is gonna happen. Damn, this is gonna happen. Damn. Yeah. Because it's that fucking... It is so plain to see what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. That, like... I mean, 30, 40 minutes in, I knew that they were gonna get married in Italy. Like, that was this whole trip. It's not a bachelorette party. Yeah. It's her wedding, and she doesn't know it. Ooh. We all see that twist coming. (laughs) And if you pay attention to the dialogue, you know she's not going to end up getting married. Yeah. Because they talk in the jail cell and she's just like, I'm not that girly. It's not fate. Like, like, they're trying to tell me something. And it's like, no, you're just using all these excuses. Yes, yes. Because you don't want to do this. So just say this. Stop blaming it on anyone else. And that's sort of why I like Judge. It's you. That's why I like Judge so much because she straight up tells her. She's like, listen, shut up and stop blaming everything on fate and the universe. It's you, dumbass. Yeah. She's like, what do you mean? It's like, you're so afraid of getting your heart broken that you can't see this man who would do anything for you would never break your heart. Yeah. And she's like, you're right. I can't get married. What? What? Yeah. She's just annoying. <laughs> I just can't. Vivian is annoying. She's just like, she's like the Sam of the Sex in the City group. So I was going to say this to me feels, I've watched, you know, uh, and, and just like that, a few episodes of that I would love, I could give them all characters. But what I was going to say is that, you can't just one second. What I was going to say is that this feels like Sex in the City 20 years so, like, watch all of Sex and the City, watch and Just Like That, and then watch yeah. Book Club, and you have Sex and the City. Yeah, so Vivian... The whole time watching, that was my thought. Vivian is obviously Samantha, to all my Sex and the City fans. She's, like, the horny one, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. The one that, like, doesn't want to settle down, doesn't want to be married, doesn't want any of that label, because she wants to be free. Yep. Carol is Charlotte. She's the one that has the kids. Carol Charlotte, yes. Okay, 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 okay. She has, she's the brown-haired one. She's married to Harry. Most extent, like, they have ex- the two kids. She's just... Carol has always been... Or Charlotte has always been, like, the homemaker. Yeah. And she's the younger... Like, she's the one that looks younger than everyone, right? The relationship... Yeah. Okay. She wants the relationship. She's always wanted to get married, have kids, all that. Mm-hmm. It's Carol. That's pretty much exactly what they... They go hand-in-hand, hand, essentially. The only difference is that Carol was a chef. Yeah. That's it. Uh, Sharon... Miranda. She's Judge, right? Sharon? Judge. Okay, because I never called her Sharon to the whole... The, both movies, I was yes. like, look at Judge. And you're like, I, who the fuck is Judge? Yes. So, Judge, or Sharon, yeah. is Miranda. And that's actually hilarious to me because I think Miranda was also in, like, the courts. Really? In the show. Oh, yes. no shit. I think she was also a lawyer. No shit. What? Yeah. She's the one dating Che, right? Yes. Okay. And so that's another thing to me is, like, it's funny because Sharon was married to Tom. Yeah. And they had kids. Yeah. And that's, like... Miranda yep. was married to Steve, and they had a kid, and then Miranda had this, like, awakening, mm-hmm. and Judge just comes a little bit later, like, it takes her 18 years after the marriage, but right. they both have, like, this sexual awakening, where they're like, I want this. Right. And that's what Judge starts doing, too, in the second movie. She's, like, just whoring around. Yeah. She's like, let me hook up with, the, with all these guys. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then... But they got to work for it. Unlike, like, I'm not saying like, they have to work for it for Vivian or um, Samantha. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's more of a cat. It's more of, like, a flirtatious kind of hunt for them. Whereas with uh, Sharon and Sh- um, Miranda. It? Miranda, it's more of, like, you have to really work to get this woman to like you. Yeah. She's, like, got her guard up. Mm-hmm. And then Diane is Carrie. Yeah. And actually, like, it's crazy how well these storylines match. Because I don't know if anyone's watched and oh, just like Big. that. But Carrie, her husband, Big, yeah, dies. That's right. And, like, the first episode yep. of this reboot of Sex and the City, he dies. And she's, like, it takes her a while, but then she starts dating again. And she starts trying to find what Diane found with Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And we just haven't gotten to that point in the storyline but storyline yet, but I'm getting too excited. I'm, like, skipping over my words. <laughs> but um, it's literally, like, the same. Yeah. Uh, the whole no time wonder we were, I like this movie. The whole time we were watching it, I was like, this is, even the first one, when we rewatched <laughs> the first one, I was like, oh, this is just Sex in the City, but they're, like, 80. Yeah. So no wonder I like this one. It's, like, 20 years older than they are now. That, and Sex like in the that. City in this movie makes me just want a group of girlfriends so bad. <laughs> I just want, like, a group of best friends that we just are, like, I need to get them now because I'm 25 now. And if we're going to be 70 talking about, oh, we've been friends for, for 50 <laughs> years. Are you going to start now? I'm going to start now. So if anyone wants to be my in my best friend group, hit me up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're accepting applications now. But you have to have a boyfriend or a significant other that I can pal around with while the girls hang out. <laughs> Uh, by pal around, I mean, you know, hit each other with wet noodles and just be like 10 year olds because I'm very <laughs> immature. So that's the only requirement you have to mm-hmm. have. You have to meet. Yep. But yeah, Sex in the City, book club, same and the same. I would agree with that. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so we talked about Judge a little bit. Both of these times we were watching this movie, you were like, Judge is my favorite. Judge is, and I. Because I am I Judge. I didn't get it. But um, in regards to Judge. Mm-hmm. Do you think there are too many jokes yeah. crammed in? Yes. Yeah. Especially. That's why I relate to Judge so much and why I like her so much is because <sighs> she makes a joke at one point and nobody even acknowledges it. And I said, if I made a joke like that and my friends simply walked away from me, I would find new friends immediately. Yeah. It's just, especially in the second one, her jokes are just too much. You know what killed me was when she made a joke and you literally looked at me because I was laughing and I looked at you and you turned to me and you're like, this is just too much. It is. Like, there's way too much with her. She's just everything she says. And I was like, yeah. Every single, every single, almost every single line she had in the second movie was some sort of joke. So in the first one, it felt snappy. Everybody sort of had these Sex in the City comebacks. Because, like, Sex in the City, it's all these, like, really tight witticisms that they keep. Like, no conversation is like that in real life. Yeah. But they kept having that flow in the first one. It was way more natural in the first one. Right. But then you get to the second one, and she's the only one making those jokes. And you're like... And it's the fuck every is going on here? single line. Right. And they're not even funny. I thought a lot of them were. They're not funny. And I think it's just because it was like, if you if Judge was talking, she was doing some stupid dad joke. It's it's an overload. It is an overload for sure. It was too much. Yeah. I will say there were parts I where I was like... I disliked her in, this, in the second movie. There were parts where I was like, you disliked her? Mm-hmm. There were parts when I was like, okay, Judge, you can stop talking. Like, there's no need for the comment here. Like, there's no need for the comment. Like, you just don't need to talk. Mm-hmm. And she just... Oh God, keeps I, going. I hate wine. <laughs> she keeps going and going. I don't know why you don't like wine. I think it's delicious. Stop making that face. I think you've been there before. Uh, we lived in Sonoma County, like the wine capital of the country. And you don't like wine. That doesn't make any sense. Nope. But I, I think it's like we talked about in Joyride, sort of like the last act. I was like laughed out. 
But with this, it was not that I was laughed out. It's that like the jokes were just not they weren't funny. Landing they were just not funny because there was too many. Because there's too them. many. And also, this leads me into another thing, another comment I wanted to make. Judges or Sharon's acting was atrocious. <clears throat> okay. It was atrocious. Okay. I know. I'm not usually, I don't want to bring people down, but like this movie was like, she brought it down. She did. Every time she had a line, I literally looked at Kyle, I'm like, is she, is there like something like actually wrong with her? Like in real life, the way she's like delivering these lines, it feels like you can tell she's acting. You thought she had Alzheimer's at one point. You're like, yeah. does she have like a brain issue, like Alzheimer's like, or something? Because she doesn't look like she knows what's going on. She literally <laughs> was like l- watching people on the scene, like trying to like read their faces. You could tell she was like struggling at some points, but I also think she just doesn't care. Like the actress, like I don't think she she's so uh, old at this point that she's just like I'm doing whatever I want. Yeah, like she was just watching a conversation happen, and you could tell she had no clue. Her facial reactions to a lot of things in the sequel just didn't make sense. Yeah, it was like what. And, scene are you watching yeah and just like the way she delivered her lines it was so like rehearsed and just like act like you could tell she was an actor and like that's you don't want to be able to the movie should never feel like a movie that someone's acting and to quote she, harry her styles lines just felt so unnatural to quote harry styles this movie feels like a movie end mm-hmm. quote it should not feel like a movie mm-hmm. no movie you watch should ever Mm-mm. make you walk away feeling oh i just watched a movie yeah i feel like she brought the girls down I will say that, in my opinion, the first one, I thought everyone was fine. It was way better. The sequel, man. Everybody. Jane Fonda, Diane Keaton, Mary... What's her name? Mary Steen, Steenburgen? Yeah, Mary Steenburgen and Candice Bergen. They just... All of them were off their A-game. They all could not act in this movie. See, I... They all, they all felt like they genuinely were, like, confused. I think that... Sharon was so bad that I didn't notice the other ones. Really? Yeah. See, the whole... See, I will agree that I think in the sequel... I think in the sequel... In the first one, I think everyone was fine. I didn't Mm -hmm. really notice anything, like, too glaringly bad. Mm -hmm. But in the sequel, Judge is clearly the worst. Bad. She's just very confused. Her delivery's off. At one point, uh, there's a scene where they're uh, looking for... They're looking for her lost bags, because they lost their bags. They were stolen. And... She's looking around at the other characters with a smile on her face, but they're all worried. And I was like, she's just lost in translation. <laughs> she has no idea what's going on. But it is noticeably a step back for all of these women. All of them felt, to me, it felt like they were just on a vacation and happened to be shooting a movie. Which is funny because that's literally what you told me it was. So what I found out doing some background research that Candace Bergen basically wanted to do this movie because they all became really good friends and during the first one and wanted to just go to Italy and hang out with them and basically record a movie while they were there. So that's basically how it came to be. Mm-hmm. And she was quoted as saying at the end of it, uh, she gave an interview where she said, yeah, we'll do a third one and it'll either be at Burning Man or at Hong Kong. And when they asked why, she simply said, because. Like, but she that doesn't make for a good, <laughs> that doesn't make for a good movie. That doesn't make for a good movie always. Yeah. Like, there are movies that can work when like it's just people palling around and you're like, oh, they just seem like they're having fun. But you have to act and, like, be in the movie. Whereas this, it felt like they were more on vacation and occasionally would show up to set to record a movie. And even Diane Keaton's energy was just chaotic. Diane <laughs> Keaton's, like, a 12-year-old. She's, like, yeah, but I thought... jumping up and down and, like, twitching her fingers constantly. And I'm, like, who act? No one acts like that in real life. What the fuck are that, you doing? that was funny because she just is, like, that goofy, quirky character. I hated it. It, like, <laughs> the worst two in this whole movie, in my opinion, were Diane and, and Judge. And it's because their action, like, they're, they're actors. Like, the actors playing them are just 
abysmal. And I like Diane Keaton. They're getting too old to act. I just think that they're at a point they're where just they're lost touch. See, I don't think they're too old. To me, is that I think that they're so like let's just let's just churn this out because it's gonna make money. Let's just move on to the yeah. next one. That they're like people are gonna watch it because this is gonna appeal to a mass audience because old people will turn out, middle aged people will turn out, and then you have your film critics who will turn out. Like mm-hmm. it's gonna do well in a specific audience, and maybe who knows? In fifty years, when I'm their age and I'm watching this movie back, I'll be like, okay. I like it more. Mm-hmm. But as like right now, no. No. And I don't think it's because they're too old. I think it's just that they've done so many movies that they just don't care as much anymore because they're like, just turn it out. It'll make money. And to me, that's part of the issue is like, there's they didn't care. It didn't feel like they were into the movie at all. Did you think Carol was bad? Not in the, not in Sharon the, she, Diane. I think Jane Fonda and, and um, Mary Steenburgen held it together nicely in the sequel, but still not, like, it wasn't anything great. Candace Bergen just literally brought the whole thing down for me. So, one thing that gets me... I was getting annoyed with her. Hmm. One thing that gets me is that you never the comment through movies about, like, uh, oh, I don't like this, or this person is being annoying, or I don't like this character, even I don't like this actor's performance. The only movie I've ever heard you say that was during Jurassic Park Dominion. And even then you were like, this doesn't, like, you weren't blaming the actors. You were just like, this movie's not good. Mm-hmm. Watching this twice, you said, wow, Carol Burgeon just looks. No. Candace Burgeon, sorry. I'm confusing <laughs> her name with another character. Candace Burgeon just looks lost. She you looked never, like was... Do you know how bad it has to be, though, for you? And this isn't like a knock on you at all. I'm just saying, like, you've never pointed it out to me. But you've never once said oh, this person's a bad actor in this scene or anything. Do you know how bad a person has to be for you to look at me and say, I don't like this person. They're not doing a good job. I literally had Kyle looking it up to see if she actually had like something wrong with her. Yeah. Because you were genuinely like, did they make this while she was like sick? Yeah. And I looked it up and no, they didn't. Everything was fine. They shot it over a course of two months and they spent 10 of those days in Venice. They're in Venice in the movie for like twenty minutes. <laughs> it's the least. It's the least time they spend in a city in the movie, and they were there for the most time. How the fuck does that make sense? That was for fun. Just for fun, That's exactly. For fun. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like these people didn't want to actually make a movie. They just wanted to go on vacation mm-hmm. and made a movie while on vacation. Yeah. And you can tell they're not giving it their all. Yeah, I. Because all four of these women have been in movies where I'm like, they're great. The first one was much better. Much better, far and away, mm-hmm. and it's not close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I want to know, because as I was watching this movie, I was like, this does make me a little bit excited to, like, be at that age. How does this movie make you feel about getting old? If I can make it through my 50s, <laughs> I will be excited to be able to hang out with my friends, because my group of friends is, like... He has the group of friends that I dream of. Yeah. So it's, like, there's, there's what, like, seven of us? Something like that? I can't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> I should I feel bad, but, um, there's, like, a group of seven of us. And, I mean, some of us range from having met when we were in kindergarten all the way up to meeting in college. Uh, Ozzy, one of my best friends on this planet, we lived with him for a few months when we lived in Seattle or in Washington. Uh, we did a podcast together, for Christ's sake. Mm-hmm. I met him his junior or senior year of college. Mm-hmm. We are great friends now. Yeah. Forrest, one of my best friends, met him in kindergarten. Like, this, like my group of friends, there's like seven of us, and th- we are literally these these women. Mm-hmm. It's just like we've known each other so long and we've got like, we've spread out over the country so far 
we've got people all over the country and yet we're still every time we get together or have a chance to we do we do get together and we have fun and it's like no time has passed it's like no time has passed exactly there's no awkwardness there's nothing and so i feel like when we're that age and we're able to like just kind of hang around all the time and just do whatever we want. I'm very excited for the mm-hmm. shenanigans we can get up to. Yeah. It'll be like high school all over again. Like after we're just retirement, like, you don't have to work yeah, anymore. Yeah. You can just hang out with your, right. with, with the bros. With Colin and I cruising down the street, going trying to, trying to find a place to smoke and being like super paranoid. Oh, God, like, no. Yeah, like I could just like, I just can't wait to be that age with my friends again where we can actually just like be at an age where we can all hang out all the time. Yeah. And not be like, oh, I, I can't hang out because really I gotta go to really good in the work. fucking way. Yeah, fuck a job, man. <laughs> fuck jobs, man. <laughs> But I, I it, I'm not like saying I want to be there. I'm not like, oh my God, I can't wait. But I will say that I'm not like super, like, I'm not looking, I'm not sad about looking back or looking forward to that. Yeah. You know what I mean, I'm not like, oh my God, I'm going to be It's 80. not like a phase you're decrepit. dreading. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Thank you. I'm not dreading it. Yeah. I'm not dreading it, but I also just don't want to be there right now. I agree. If I had a group of friends like this. <laughs> You need to find your Sex in the City girlies. I do. I need to find my Sex in the City girlies that I just, like, can call about anything. But the thing is, I feel like my life is so... Like, these women's life feels, like, dramatic. And Mm. I feel like my life is so, like, undramatic. That's good. That's a good thing. Life shouldn't be dramatic. But it's just like, anyway, I just want... I need a group of friends that I can call for, like, no matter what. And we can meet monthly for book club. I love reading books. I would love to talk about books with some other people. Drink some wine. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Castle drink water while everyone else drinks wine. I'll drink some grape juice. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'll make my little mocktails. Um, That's half the fun of the drinking is like, the mo- is like I would prefer a mocktail. Yeah. And I'd still just have just I want to drink fun. that looks cute, but yeah. like. And tastes good. Tastes good. Yeah. Because that's my issue. I like, I've tried so many alcohols, so many drinks, and like everything is just gross. Yeah. You make a face at every drink you, you've ever had, pretty much, and you, you're just like, I don't know why I drink, I just want mocktails, and I'm like, just do that then. It's like, I want to feel a little bit drunk without getting to the point of feeling sick, mm-hmm. and without having to taste the alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a lot to ask, right? It's not, not a lot, lot to ask, ask for, come on. <laughs> we said to Maine to the moon, come on now. Yes. But I'm just like a person that is just prone to like getting sick, and so... Mm-hmm. Every single time I drink, I'm like, I'm never doing it again. <laughs> you do say that every single time. But then time. I'm a people pleaser and I go out with people and I'm like, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, I'm exci- I would be excited, more excited to get older if I had a group of friends like you did. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Who of these characters would you picture yourself being? Carol. Really? Yeah. I pictured you more as a Diane. Really? Yeah. Maybe once you pass away. No, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Well, you'll kill me to save the world as we learned in uh, Cabin at the Wood, ca- Knock at a Cabin. So maybe maybe that will happen. <laughs> maybe it'll save the universe. But I feel like I'm definitely, uh, I feel like I'm a mixture of Carol and Diane. I would say you're more of a Diane simply because you don't have this like, Carol can be a downer. Carol can be a bit of a downer. Oh, I don't know, guys. We should stay the court like that. You're not that person I'm not that at person. all. You're Diane who's like, yeah, let's go to Venice. Let's fucking do it. Why not? Fuck the itinerary. Like, Wasn't that it would Carol's idea it. to go to Vegas and everyone said no? It, you mean Diane's? No, it was Carol's. To go to Vegas. To, not Vegas. Venice. No, Italy. It was Carol's idea to go to Italy. Yes, it was Carol's idea to go to Italy. Correct. Yes, and everyone said no, then everyone but said yes. she didn't yes. want to stray from the plan. But she made the plan that they were going to go straight to Tuscany. Yes. But Diane was like, let's go to Venice. Yes. And then the the, the bachelorette girl there, uh, Vivian, was like, yeah, let's go. And 
that's when Carol was like, we need to stick to the itinerary, right, Judge? And Judge was like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I feel like Kyle can definitely, like, vouch for this. Like, we'll go somewhere, and then all of a sudden I'll be like, let's do this. Yes. And he hates it, because yes. Kyle's a planner. He needs... I am a Carol, and you're a Diane. I am like, we have an itinerary, woman, and plans. you're like, fuck the itinerary. We need plans, like, money. Like, whenever we go anywhere, he's like, so what's the plan? I'm like, I don't know. And that drives me nuts. I'm a plan, I'm a plan girly. <laughs> I need a plan. I like a little bit of a plan, but with, like, room to make make other On the, choices. Yeah, you want an audible. You're like, I want to be able to pull an audible. And I'm the guy who's like, we don't call audibles around here. Which can make, which 90% of the time, if we're calling an audible, like, if you're like, we're going here. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking do that. We end up going anyway. Yeah. You're like, yeah, we're doing that now. Yeah. So, and that usually leads to me getting sick. But, like, say, like, I'm always like, we'll go to dinner. I'm like, oh, Kyle, we're just going to dinner. And I will say... Are we going to dinner or are we getting drinks after? And you will say, we're just going to dinner. Going and to then dinner. the next thing I know, I'm waking up the next morning in my underwear covered in vomit. Oh, that's I, never happened. Because I throw up because you're like, let's go out. And then I end up getting too loose. Yeah. It's happened many a times. We're like, we're just going to dinner. And then we go to dinner and I have like a drink or two at dinner. And I'm like, now let's go drink. You'd think that I would at this point be like, yeah, she's lying through her fucking teeth. But I don't. <laughs> I believe you every time. I believe you every fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> I just like want want the party to party yeah you want to but just like not in like a, p- a traditional party way you want to just go where the wind takes you you're like let's see what happens today and i'm very much so like if nothing's happening nothing's happening i'm not doing anything yeah i need to know like at least 48 hours in advance yeah i'm more i'm like a very much like an energy person like mm-hmm. i love going to a bar where like people are dran- dancing and have a good, a good time even if i'm not drinking mm-hmm. like I yeah f- I, like, get drunk off of people's energies. I don't want it to sound like when we go out. We don't, like, when we go out drinking and, like, dancing and stuff, I don't dance. I fucking dance. First time I met any of your family, I fucking <laughs> dropped it low. You know what I'm saying? There's videos, man. I was dropping it low. Yeah. But it's, like, I just need to know we're doing that. So that's why I ask you, hey, are we doing this or not? And when you say no, my frame of mind is, okay, eat and then we come home. And then it's, like, yeah. okay, I should have known we're not coming home. But I'm just, like, very much, like, an energy person. So we go to a restaurant and if there's music playing or, like, if there's stuff going on and people are laughing or have a good time, I'm like. Let's keep it up. To me, also, if you were, like, with other people, you're like, I don't want this to end, so I want to keep doing as much as we can yeah. with these people. And that's usually what leads us to trouble. <laughs> leads yeah. me to trouble, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I guess I'm not afraid of getting old. If I have friends. If I, yeah. So you think you're more of a Carol, or more of a Diane, then? I guess you so. You would agree. Okay, yeah. But I also feel like I'm the, I am the mom, like, Diane is not the mom of the group at all. At all. And I feel like I tend to be the mom of the group, but, like, the fun mom. I'm the fun mom. That encourages people to have fun, but then we'll take care of them. See, I get that vibe from Diane. You do? Yeah. I don't. I feel like she's the one that lets loose and everyone has to take care of her. No, that's Vivian. That was Vivian before she got engaged to... That was Vivian before she got engaged to Arthur. She was the one letting loose, you know what I'm saying? I disagree. Okay. Well, you're wrong. I'm right. Diane's the one that gets drunk and runs away. And you have to chase her. I could see that, but I wouldn't say everyone's babysitting her. People are babysitting Vivian to make sure she doesn't fucking end up in the bathroom with six guys at once. <laughs> They're like, where the fuck did she see, go? See, but I feel like Vivian very much is, like, in control of, like, her choices. Yeah, I, yeah, no, you're right. Like, she ended up with someone she doesn't want to end up with. Yeah, you're right. I agree with you. Yeah. No, you're right. She's a very um, put-together, organized woman who yeah. just likes to fuck. Yeah. yeah. But nothing's happening by accident for her. True. Diane, on the other hand, I feel like she would be like 
coerced into some dude's van with the offer of candy for sure. <laughs> Even at her ripe yeah. old age of 80. Yeah. <laughs> she just seems innocent. And so she's going to make bad choices. She's going to make mistakes. Yeah. Also, she's the one that's been married the longest and like new and like freshly new to the game. She's been out of the game so long it has to be reintroduced that it could potentially just like, mm-hmm. she just doesn't know what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I guess I agree with you. You convinced me. You're right. You convinced <laughs> me. But anyway, let's get old, babe. Let's get old. Let's get old. So we've pretty much, we've talked about like how these compare already. Is there anything else you want to say in regards to like... I guess the only thing I really want to say in comparison to like the first and the, the sequel, um, there's themes and narratives, at least in the first one, that I think everybody can sort of relate to or at least look at and think, okay, that could happen to me that make up most of the story and make it fun. I also think that the shared screen time of the four women Mm -hmm. is immaculate in the first one. They give the first one, every single story has room to breathe Mm -hmm. and you'll spend like 15 minutes with one character and be like, oh, I forgot all about this character. And then they go to that character and you get to breathe with these women. And the way they balance that out is, is just done really well. The sequel, however, there's like no, no one actually has a whole story arc. It's all like, oh, they're in this city and this happened to this girl. Oh, this happened to this one and this happened to this one. And then, oh, they're in the, they're at the wedding now. It's more scattered. It's scattered. It's much looser. Um, There's not nearly as much going on in the themes or narratives department, which just completely sucks me out of it. So the first one, in my opinion, was so much better than the sequel. And I would say that this is one of the worst sequels ever made compared Mm. to the original movie. So I definitely... I like the first one a lot. I like the storylines of the first one a lot. I like how each woman, I was just thinking about it, each woman is dealing with something different that comes with that age. Yes. Everybody. Yeah, you're right. Like Diane's husband has died and she's trying to find new love and find herself again. Sharon is divorced and her husband remarries. And so now she's trying to find, like, move on to herself. She wants to discover why she can't let go of this guy that she couldn't wait to get rid of 18 years ago. Vivian is someone who's always been single, always yep. been free, yep. and now she's getting in, in a love. relationship for She's in love, time. and she doesn't know what to do with those feelings. And then Carol is the one that's trying to keep her relationship alive, and yep. she, like keep her marriage alive. Yep. And those are all things work. that like that age group would definitely have to deal with. Yeah. And I feel like they did that so well. Mm-hmm. And in the first one, they just like, Italy! It's like, That's okay. A, so the only reason I like the second one is because of the setting. <laughs> is that why you like Mamma, uh, not Mamma Mia, uh, Mafia Mama too? It's so fun. It looks so fun to me. Like, just going to Italy, going to Venice, like, all of the architecture, all of the history, all, of, like, the food. Like, it just seems like a blast. Mm. And I love, like, seeing that in a movie. It's very visually appealing to me. Yeah, you like the style? Yes. Yeah. But as far as the second movie's story, it's definitely lacking. Yeah, and it's too fucking long, man. Like, when Diane gets up on the altar and they start doing their thing, I'm like, oh my fucking god, we still have ten minutes? Are you shitting me? Mm-hmm. Like, can we just not, like, do this? And Sharon is just freaking annoying. Yeah, you didn't like her at all. That disappoints Did not me. like her. <laughs> that disappoints me. Did not like her. But hey, we'll have they to... They tried to make her the funny character, and it just fell so short. Because she, I think she has funny moments. It's that they tried so hard, because she had nothing else to do. That's true. She falls in love. She she not even falls in love. She gets wooed by this man named Usman in 
in uh, Venice, and they hook up. That is her whole story. And then she there's some, the weird thing with the police chief. Yeah. Like, what's going on there? Like, so she, they had no idea what to do with the woman, I think. So they were like, let's just give her all the jokes. And none of them landed because <laughs> no, she just so everything bad. she has is everything is a joke. Not delivered well. And then they try to turn her into the serious character where they're like where she's like ranting about fate and fuck this cop and you can do something and everyone's so blah 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 blah. And it's like you've been the fucking jester the whole time and all of a sudden you're gonna become like the strong willed one. Get uh, I just like I was like no 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 not doing it. Mm-hmm. Simply not doing it. But I think she might have been my favorite because she was so she was funny to me. But it it is it's it's joke overload, overload, overload. Yeah. But hey, we have like apparently another one to look forward to at some point. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'd be lucky to see another one. Like some of these women are li- like Jane Fonda's eighty five years old. Doesn't look a day over sixty five. She doesn't. She looks amazing, but internally she's eighty five years yeah. old. Yeah. <laughs> that woman drinks baby blood. She will live forever. I promise you. So and if I'm telling you if. Candace Bergen doesn't get it together. I don't want to see her again. Mm-hmm. They got to tighten it up. Like the script for the three has to be tighter. Mm-hmm. It has to be pulled together. There has to be some sort of like each woman needs to have their own thread that lasts the entire story because in this one, Sharon's story basically starts and ends in a 10 minute window. Yeah. And it's like and 40 minutes in the and then she's just long for the ride. Uh, Carol's does last the whole story. But it's so sporadic that you're just like, oh, I forgot this was even happening. Mm-hmm. And then Diane, you just don't even really know what's going on with her until she like... <laughs> she doesn't know what's going on with she her. She doesn't know what's going on with her. <laughs> and then Vivian is like the through line. Everyone is cooperating to get Vivian to her point. Mm-hmm. Which is like what the magic of the first one was, was that we got to see these four women try to rediscover life and sex. Whereas the sequel is just like, Vivian's getting married in Italy. Yay. And it's just, yeah, it's not good. All right, so those are our, our thoughts on this movie. You can see the... I would recommend the first one. Yep. <laughs> Maybe not the second, unless you just want to see some more Italy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think now's the time we get into our favorite characters. Our MVPs. Yeah? MVPs and favorite scene. MVPs, favorite It's scene. in the notes. If you just look three my phone's put away things up from where you are on your ipad even you can see my phone is put away <laughs> you kill me sometimes but you're yeah. staring at me like uh, and I'm i don't like, know yeah, what i'm supposed to say now phone. <laughs> hosting is new to you but you're still doing a job <laughs> just saying <laughs> you are you're doing good <laughs> Alright, baby, I want to know your MVP and your favorite scene. I just want to first of all say perfect transition. Chef's kiss, great. My MVP, we're going to disagree on this wholeheartedly, but to me, it's... Do not say Sharon! It's Shudge, it's, Judge, it's Sharon. I, I almost, I keep saying Shudge or Jaren because I, I keep like forgetting her name is Sharon, but Judge is my favorite character mainly because she's the only one in this movie that actually says anything even remotely funny. If you have to throw 500 jokes at me, and only six of them land, but those six are the best jokes in the movie, then yeah, you're going to get the MVP. Um, but there is nothing else I can say about her. That's it. She's got <laughs> six funny jokes, and they landed. Uh, that's why. I feel like this movie is very hard to pick an MVP because none of the characters really outshine the other. Right. I would say that in the first one, it's a lot easier 
to say that because they all are doing their own thing. Whereas in the sequel, they're having um, a lot of different screen time. Like not everyone's getting the same amount of screen time. So I feel like in the sequel, it's a little harder to pick a favorite character, but mine would be Judge, I guess. Yeah. Diane is definitely my favorite in the first one. And I would guess I have to say that bleeds over to the second one because I don't really... No one is my favorite. Yeah. That's the problem. Because, like, the, the screen time is not shared as much, so you don't get enough personality from all of them, so it's a little harder to pick, honestly. No, it's too shared. Oh, you think so? always all together. They are always all together, but I don't think that they get, like, the same amount of spotlight shined on them. Whereas in the sequel, or in the first one, they all get spotlight. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I will, I will agree with you that, yeah, they're all together in every single scene, essentially. Yeah. Unless they're having and sex. And no one outshines. Unless one of them is having sex, they're all together. That is yeah. it. But I love Diane's storyline in the first one. Yeah. So, so it automatically made me like her in the second one. So, the, so she's your MVP in the sequel? Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't, like, it's just that's... It's hard for me to actually give an MVP out because none of them do anything except Vivian, really. <laughs> and I, I don't like Vivian. And yeah, I'm not giving Vivian, it to her. Vivian I love Jane Fonda, a, but like... selfish. Yeah, I love Jane Fonda, but she's the same character in every fucking movie. And she's so fucking selfish. And it's like, we get it. You're old and still fuck. And you still got it, all right? We, no we one's going to take that away from you. Right. We get it. We get it, sweetie. <laughs> what, do you, what more do you want? Like, you're the same character in every fucking movie. Mm-hmm. So, for my favorite scene... I would pick the scene where they're looking at all the nude statues of the, the, the marble <laughs> carvings of all the men, only because that's where most of the jokes in the movie are. Mm-hmm. And that's when you start to get that, like, oh, my God, they're just throwing anything, and if it sticks to the wall, they're putting it in the movie, man. <laughs> Holy shit. But I will say that a few of those jokes actually slayed me. Mm-hmm. So I'll give it I'll give it to that scene, I guess. I actually really like the beginning of this movie um, because it's COVID. Mm-hmm. Like, COVID just happened. And so they're having their Zoom meetings, book club meetings. And um, it's just sort of fun to see, like, these older women. Like, it just shows a light, like, how COVID affected people of their age. Mm. Because they're trying to Zoom. And they, like, especially Diane, she's like, why am I potato? Right. Why am I potato? I don't know how to, how to stop this. But, yeah, so they were just having, like, these Zoom meetings. And there was this really fun scene where um, Bruce just got home from the hospital. Yep. And they're sitting in bed, and he's like, oh, it's just a minor heart attack. I can't have burgers anymore, or something like that. And he goes, but I do have these really cool cookies that are shaped like an aorta. Yeah. And he goes to take a bite, and Carol just freaking smacks the shit out of his hand. The cookie goes flying. And she just turns back around and looks at the camera and, like, smiles. <laughs> and then she looks back at Bruce and goes, no, no. <laughs> and looks back at the camera and smiles, and you're like, yes. Yeah. When I saw that scene the first time I watched it, I was like, when Cassidy sees this, she's going to lose her shit. Mm-hmm. Lose, lose it. Super funny. Yeah. I actually love that scene. That's a great scene. I actually like the entire Skype scene. I'd have been fine if the whole fucking movie was over Skype, mm-hmm. for God's sake. I also love the scene when they're all trying on wedding dresses. Yeah. Just because it's... A, dresses. It's fun. You had comments on all the dresses. You're like, no to this one for this reason, no to this one for this reason. <laughs> and they showed Diane, you were like, oh my God, that's so her. Yeah, I was that like, was the just, fuck? That was just fun for me. It was like Say Yes to the Dress, the second episode of that. Yeah, bit. I love Say Yes to the Dress. But yeah, so those that's my MVP is Judge, my favorite scene, and your MVP and your favorite scene. So there we go. Mm-hmm. We're almost done. Yeah, last segment of the show. Our ranking yeah. and what we would change. I cannot wait to be done with this.
don't know. What do you give this movie? And honestly, I want to know your score for the first and the second. Okay. Um, the reason I said I can't wait to be done with this is because, wow, this movie is just not good. I just like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to ever watch it again. I did not like this. And the fact that I had to watch it twice in three days, I never thought I'd watch it again after the first time. I was like, yeah, I don't ever have to watch this again. I'm cool with that. Then I had to watch it again. So I'm going to go ahead and give you three ratings on on this because I'm going to give you my my initial rating of... The, I'm going to give you the, the, the original, my initial rating of the sequel, and then my second rating of the sequel because I watched it twice, so I have two different ratings for it. <laughs> the first one, uh, three and a half books. And we're giving it books because, well, this is a fucking book club, people, and they read. <laughs> so three and a half. The first one's actually good. It made me feel emotions. It wasn't just like hacky fucking dad jokes let's throw a bunch of shit at the wall and see what sticks and had some themes and narratives that i actually was like okay i see what they're trying to convey here three and a half good movie good movie the first time i watched book club the next chapter i gave it two and a half books i was indifferent i didn't dislike it but i was like thank god i never have to watch this again and (laughs) I, i just i really liked judge now the second time i watched it and this is my official rating two books it's down half a book. Why? Rewatching it, I just noticed a lot more bullshit. Like no like knowing I'm coming onto the podcast to talk about it made me watch it in a different light. And because of that, it definitely brought it down ratings because this is a bad movie. <laughs> I did not like it and I never want to have to watch it or talk about it again. Mm-hmm. So official rating is two books. Just not good. Yeah. The most unnecessary sequel, in my opinion, I, of all time. Yeah, I think you kind of encompassed what you would change. Already. Yeah. If so, if I had to, if I had to change anything, I'll do that now too. If I had to change anything, I simply would not make this movie. That's the only way. <laughs> that's the only way you can make this movie better is to oh, have not no. made it at all. Period. Oh no. Your turn. Uh, <laughs> oh no, she says. Um, the first movie, three and a half, three and a half bucks. I'm glad we agree on that. Yeah. We're agreeing a lot more lately, and I kind of like that. I kind of don't like that. I have mixed feelings about that. It's a mixed bag. Just watching a movie through your eyes. No, just. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the second one, I'm going to still give it two and a half. Two and a half books, huh? I just love the vibe of it, but the storyline sucks. So you're giving it two stars for Italy and then half a star because you can't wait to be that age yeah. with your girlies <laughs> who do those things. Um, yeah. So none of it has to do with the movie itself, pretty much. So yeah. So what I'd fix is the storyline. <laughs> You'd give it the something that they could all do. It just needs more and I like how the first, in the first movie, like, you get stories about all the girls, and they all have equal time. And then, in the second one, it's focused on Vivian, and I just don't like Vivian's storyline. Mm-hmm. I want to see more Mitchell and Diane. I want to see more Carol and Bruce. Yep. So, that's what that's, I would change. So, I actually want to piggyback off what you said. I genuinely think if you had to, like, fix something in this, it would have to be, there has to be some sort of tighter story going on here. It can't just be this loosey-goosey, go-with-the-wind type of thing. Mm-hmm. And it just, it like, that's wasn't, that wasn't what the first one was, so I don't know why they did that for the sequel. But, yeah, it's got to be a much tighter story. Maybe don't go to Italy. Maybe that's what they needed to do, was not go to I fucking Italy. I liked Italy. I agree with you, I liked Italy. But the whole thing was them just being like, we're in Italy! Yeah. That doesn't work after ten minutes. <laughs> we get it. At least in the first one, they were they didn't go anywhere, but they were, like, dealing with life. Yeah. This doesn't deal with life. It deals with, we have to get you to, from point A to point B. I also feel like it could have been better if more chaotic things happened. 
What do you mean? Like, what would you like? What chaotic things would you prefer? Like, to... make it more of a wild girls' trip. I don't understand these ladies are old, but it's supposed to be bachelorette, and like, like let's see, let's actually see some strippers. Like, oh, oh. because I feel like their reactions to strippers would all be hilarious. They'd all be different and hilarious. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like making like yes, some stuff happened. Their luggage got stolen. But that's not even none a of big... them really seemed upset about yeah, that. Yeah, and that's not even a big point. And they get it back some like the cop shows up at the end of the movie and he's like i found your urn and you have just the urn right that doesn't make sense yeah i agree with you 100 percent. like the big crazy things that you think are like going to be majorly important just aren't yeah that's it it. yeah that's it that's the chaos yep i feel like you need some more chaos in this movie yeah chaos and maybe each woman gets their own fucking Mm storyline that lasts the entire that's the thing i liked about the first one all of their stories last from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. This one, you get 10 minute chunks and the only story that lasts from beginning to end is Vivian's. Yeah. I agree. Boo. <laughs> boo, those are, Vivian. Those are our thoughts. Boo. If I had to sum this movie up in one word, is boo. Love Diana Mitchell, though. And Carolyn Bruce. Yeah. So there you have it. That's the episode. I'm going to shut this down. just them. I don't think there is one with just them. No. I'm oh, like you like... want, like you, the sequel should just be Bruce yeah. and Carol and Diana and Mitchell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about Judge? No. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it, folks. Cass doesn't want a movie with Judge in it. If there's a third one, she's like, get rid of Judge. But that's it. Sorry that this sounds so bad because I think we're both. I'm sick, and I think you might be coming down with something because you sound kind of nasally too. So next time we come on, we'll also sound sick because we're trying to bang out as many of these as we can before we go on vacation. Follow me on Instagram for updates about the podcast at movieguy underscore Kai. Same thing on TikTok and on Letterbox. It's that boy Kyle seven seven seven. And my Instagram handle for my personal account is actually the same thing. Cassidy's posts on Fridays when we drop an episode. Uh, so if you want to follow her, you can. At Cassidy Turgeon on Instagram. At Cassidy Turgeon, yep. <laughs> I, actually, I actually remembered that because I tagged you in a post the other day and I was like, oh, I know her Instagram handle. Oh, I mean, <laughs> it's not hard. It's not hard. I just keep thinking there's numbers. Anyway, rate us. Um, share us with your friends, share us with, uh, whoever likes talking about movies. We forgot our relationship advice. Oh my God. That's right. Cass. Holy Wait, shit. We started a new segment last, last episode. We're like, we need to find a tidbit of relationship advice in whatever movie we watch and share it. Yep. Okay. Yep. My relationship advice. You come up with the relationship advice. I don't, I don't have to do none of that. Oh, well my relationship <laughs> advice, we're going to flash to Carolyn Bruce's relationship. Oh God. Okay. The great big grand gestures are good, boys. They're good. Girls love them. But we need little gestures, too. Mm-hmm. We need to feel the love every day. Mm-hmm. The little gestures matter just as much as the big gestures to You know us. what my relationship is? My relationship advice would be right now? It's be a little bit of Bruce and be a little bit of Mitchell. Yeah. And there you go. 50-50. You yeah. know? Big gestures, but also kind of, you know, Mitchell. Be suave. Yeah. Just be suave. Just be suave. Just be Philip Leroy, okay? (laughs) No. (laughs) Anyway, that's it for us. Thank you for being with us for the last hour and 15 minutes. We appreciate it. Take your girlies and go watch a movie.